Hey guys, welcome to Rec Reflect. Today we have Trent Mathias, the director of the National Fitness Campaign. Trent's going to give us some details on how the NFC works, as well as his passion and how he got involved in this project. And then we end up talking about the grant process and what separates a good grant from a great grant. Enjoy. Hey, Trent, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, what's happening? Great to be here. Okay, can you pronounce your last name for me? Me and Will have a bet. It's Matthias. I was right. Uh, Side note, that's like one of the coolest names I've ever heard, Trent Matthias. (laughs) Like, I'm like like, a dope opera protagonist. Yeah, I was like, man, this guy's either, you know, like a superhero or like professional (laughs) firefighter or just something like way cool. Yeah, I mean, really excited to have you on. All right, so today we have Trent Mathias with us. He is, so can you tell us uh, your role with the NFC? Yeah, of course. So, hey, again, really excited to be here. And I'm calling in from, from San Francisco, uh, a little bit cooler usually than Texas, uh, but we're excited about everything happening down there. So a little bit of background, you know, my role as a director is really to work all across the country uh, with partnerships typically at the state level. Uh, So we're really excited about what's happening in Texas. Uh, What we work to do is actually build uh, funding and public-private partnerships to bring uh, an innovative network of outdoor gyms called Fitness Courts, uh, associated services that support healthy living to the country. And so um, I'm tasked with doing a little bit of everything and wearing a bunch of hats here, uh, but working a lot on our uh, larger partners and building funding uh, that can get distributed to folks around the states that are participating. Very cool. So um, I was wondering, so everybody in TRAPS might not be super familiar with the National Fitness Campaign. So we were talking earlier while Will, who uh, works for the city of McKinney, uh, they just unveiled Fitness Court. Everybody might be not as familiar with NFC as an organization. I was wondering if you could kind of take us through an overview of where the organization was, where you are, and then where is the organization trajectory going? Yeah, of course. So I'll try not to uh, bore everyone listening in on an on a extensive history lesson, but um, everyone's probably familiar with the, uh, the wood and steel outdoor gyms that you see still scattered about uh, along trails and in parks and schools. And the National Fitness Campaign was invented back in 1979 by Mitch Menagin, uh here in San Francisco, actually. He built a partnership with Stanford University. It's a really interesting story, actually. Uh, the medical group at Stanford, and they were trying to build something that would support wellness on the campus. And it went really well at the campus. And he said, you know what, this is something that would work for cities. So came to the city of San Francisco. Uh, It was then Mayor uh, Diane Feinstein, actually at the time, of course, now a state senator. And she said, hey, we'd support this. And they got a great site actually near the Golden Gate Bridge to build uh, the very first wooden outdoor gym. So this was in 1979. Um, The program was popular and quickly was funded uh, by Wells Fargo Bank, who became the national sponsor. And over a period of a couple decades, there were thousands of fitness courts built in three countries. So really tremendous program back then. Uh, Campaign started to form public-private partnerships that assisted cities and schools and a number of folks in building wellness practices on these outdoor fitness courts. So that was the the longer uh, piece of the history Um, After a period of really successful years, the whole thing was redesigned. So 
uh, Mitch, of course, he's still around. And uh, he came back and said, you know what? Um, we've got to do something that's really going to support the country and continue to push back against a lot of the preventable diseases that we see out there continuing to take hold in society. And so brought a team together of, of world-class folks, uh, Mark Lauren from U.S. Special Operations Program Design and Training, Sam Lucente, who is a, a world-renowned industrial designer, and uh, the industrial design for New Deal Design who has worked on the Fitbit and some really incredible products in Silicon Valley. And so that uh, group of folks, along with Mitch, uh, came together to design the brand new fitness court. Um, and that actually went into a pilot site near the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, about a stone's throw away from the old fitness court. So come full circle, that's 2012. Uh, it was tested for five years. I got involved, uh, fortunately, with the campaign during that time. And then we received funding to launch this thing again uh, back in 2018. So over the last couple of years, uh, we've been uh, bringing the program to cities and schools. There's hundreds of folks now involved nationwide. And uh, specifically Texas, there's already, gosh, uh, I think over 15 partners and municipalities that have led the way in our pilot phase. Uh, of course, cities like McKinney, Will, where, where you're well, coming in from, let's go. Which, is, which is pretty cool. Um, and folks all across the state, up the I-35 corridor, all the way down south to you know, Brownsville and Edinburgh. Um, and so we're really excited. That's kind of the really quick history brings us up to where we are today. And we've uh, recently built more and more funding that we're looking to distribute uh, in partnership with leading states. So there's about 10 states that have been selected. And uh, of course, Texas is one of those states. So uh, I know that was a bunch of information. I'll let you guys respond to that. Um, but I'd be happy to talk a little bit more about what the new program actually is, of course, uh, at, at any point here. Well, I mean, Go ahead, Will. Well. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Trent. I know you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but what what drew you specifically to the National Fitness Campaign? Like, why did you dedicate um, your time and effort to this to this specific thing? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, my background is actually I was trained as a landscape architect uh, back in Virginia. Came out and worked at a number of design firms for for years um, here in the Bay Area, and actually ran into the fitness court, the pilot, the new site, and said, "Hey, this thing's unbelievable. We've got to get this thing out there." Uh, my thesis work was in the design of the built environment and uh, its impact on human health. And so moving to San Francisco, there's great pedestrian infrastructure out here. I was biking around every day. And um, this for me is really a cool connection point. I've always been pretty active, um, but professionally been interested in how cities are designed and how that impacts people's lives and the choices they make. So at the campaign, I, I get the opportunity to do a little bit of everything, uh, helping cities get these things built and funded. Uh, and then, of course, supporting activity on the fitness courts, which uh, brings healthier living to uh, a lot of folks around the country. So sort of a dream scenario, kind of right place, right time. Uh, it's a good thing I, I took the bike out and rode around near the Golden Gate Bridge. Nice. I like it. So when I was looking at a lot of the, the, the literature and the videos for the fitness court, uh, a, a phrase kept popping up that I would love to get a little more background because it was so interesting, the term healthy infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Can you go yeah. into kind of like how the NFC is promoting the building of fitness courts as healthy infrastructure just a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked about that. So, you know, really a, we're a consulting group and the vision is to bring together uh, leaders in the public and private space nationwide to change the built environment uh, so that we really support human health on a daily basis more than we are now. Uh, we see healthy infrastructure as really 
a collection of interventions in the built environment that will support people to make better and healthier choices every day. So the fitness score is certainly part of the equation, and that's one of the main programs we have running now. Um, but more and more, we're investing in consulting services that assist on planning pedestrian trails and infrastructure in cities and schools. Um, other programs with things like hydration, right? We think hydration is a piece of healthy infrastructure. So um, between pedestrian trails, things like fitness courts, of course, you could work uh, playgrounds into this conversation and other important recreation amenities, even shade opportunities in a place like Texas. There's certainly a health aspect to being able to spend some time outside and make sure you're, you're shaded, right? So there's all sorts of different pieces to this vision, um, but there's, um, those are a few of the examples and, and elements of what we see as healthy infrastructure. So it's really an idea of a movement towards investing in these uh, interventions in the built environment that support human health. Yeah. What do you think about the trend of this whole campaign? And, you know, I feel like I've seen it pop up more and more. And, you know, specifically here in McKinney, like we said, we have the, we built our recent fitness court and people are using it. Honestly, trend like they're out there using it, especially when we put it in the shade structure, like you mentioned, like the shade structure was a big deal for us. So what are the trends you're seeing? I know you mentioned the trails, but like, where do you think the future of this thing is going to go? Yeah, we're seeing some exciting things happen. Um, one of the things that's happening is we're building strategic plans to, to help build a density of fitness courts in, in cities uh, that have a larger population. And so we see the future as building towards impact. You know, we're trying to understand how many of these things do you need to the point where people really uh, have the barriers to access broken down and you've got a really high quality digital, digital and connected fitness experience outside across America. So we think the potential is big. You know, the pandemic has been, of course, a big hurdle for everyone this year, right? Um, but the good news is being outside is as important now as ever. And we're hoping that um, part of these habits that are being formed can, can stay. So, you know, there can be thousands of these things in Texas and, and beyond. And we're trying to understand, um, you know, how we can support that. That's the big question that we're asking at the campaign. Okay, so uh, I, I love that uh, all the, so after looking at the video and the literature and talking to you, um, a big question that me and Will have is uh, getting into the actual grant process because I've never written a grant. I think Will has, but, or looking at applying for a grant. But we were talking about it. It's just, I don't want to say confusing, but we don't know what we don't know. And so I thought yeah. this would be a great time for us to ask for you, for you to tell us on behalf of all the TRAPS members, what what are you looking for in the grant application from yeah. people that are applying? Of course. Yeah. And, and I think too, again, as, as we're discussing this and, and chatting it through um, the program itself, you know, good to, good to describe. Of course, it's the fitness court, which is this modern outdoor gym that goes in uh, public spaces, but also includes services that support healthy living classes, activation once it's in the ground. Um, and again, I know folks tuning in, a lot of folks have probably seen one or seen the film or poked around on the website, but you, if you have it, that's a good thing to do. Um, and, and that's important because I want to kind of lead that into the process. You know, we do this a little bit unique. Um, sometimes you hear grant application and you uh, fall out of your chair and you think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be hammering away on the keys, uh, you know, at nine o'clock at night trying to get something submitted. But uh, the way that we're unique is we really want to invest in communities uh, where we've got uh, multiple impact, right? So uh, we've got a, a bunch of um, processes in place where we actually want to work with you guys through a few different phone calls to try to get 
a good sense of the partnership before we even get to an application phase. So what this means is we, we try to do the heavy lifting in the first few phases, and that actually gets us to the point where there's less needed on the actual submission because we already know we've got alignment. And so, you know, what are we looking for through the first couple conversations? We're looking for cities and schools that first uh, really have a priority around wellness. And that's a key piece of the puzzle, uh, making sure leadership from the department through the city council and mayor, or let's say at the school, um, you know, the, the leadership at the school support uh, these sorts of initiatives. That's kind of job one. Um, the second piece is great locations that'll have impact. So highly recognizable, visible, and connected sites to pedestrian infrastructure that will serve the community really well, uh, align with an equity lens, and be something that'll last for years. So that's kind of piece two. Uh, piece three is, is that we've got a funding path. We're pretty unique in that we actually help build funding for the program. And so, of course, the grant application uh, qualifies for participants uh, $25,000 in this year's cycle for up to 15 folks in the state uh, that serves as seed funding for the selected participants. And then from there, we want to know that, hey, maybe there's a little bit of support from the budget that could match that. Maybe we've got a hospital locally that would want to get involved in this. And we've got a way to build the funding, and you guys are excited to work with us on that. So it's a collaborative process, which makes this pretty unique. And once we get a great location, we get all the leadership on board, and you guys are fired up about it, we have uh, tremendous rates of success in getting the funding built to do this. And then number four is just timing. So we want to do this uh, in 2021. We want to help get these things out there. So we're looking for folks who are fired up about it and think uh, their community would, would benefit from something like this and want to work with us on a, a six to eight month development timeframe. So just to kind of summarize that for you guys, you know, again, pretty collaborative process. Um, the grant process is fairly straightforward and uh, easy to uh, work through. And then what we do is try to align submissions uh, with those four key elements discussed and uh, hopefully build a partnership. What is your, uh, so I just had the opportunity to write my first grant, um, fortunately with Texas Parks and Wildlife. And it was a lot of fun. So what is, uh, you know, I know I kind of went into detail on this, but just a little bit of advice because you're the person who gets to, do you get to read the grants and kind of get to decide who gets the grant? So what, what kind of advice would you get to somebody who's never done this before is, is kind of maybe nervous about it, looking to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So I do get a chance to sit on the grant committee and review a, a number of the applications. And, you know, I think the advice is to just get started, you know, with this program, it's probably one of the best ones to do uh, your first application because of how hands-on we are before you even submit it. So we do a feasibility study that aids in the site selection um, we sort of take you through all the different variables that are discussed on the application. And I think that really helps uh, build a, a framework for understanding what to actually submit and how to discuss this thing. So um, I would say that, you know, the real, the real key is just pressing the green button, right? Uh, getting going on it and diving in. And uh, this particular program, I think, lines up pretty well to help folks do that. So after, after someone gets the grant, um, you know, what do you guys, what's kind of your involvement with your organization from there? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty extensive. So we, uh, once we actually award partners, uh, we get involved on everything from the planning for adoption of the project, helping through all the approvals. We know you guys got to jump through, uh, getting things through the, the Recreation Commission, getting things through the City Council. Uh, we help really throughout that entire process and then get really detailed on funding development. So we develop all sorts of packages. We're always trying to help you guys leverage funding. And we know 
especially um, in this current economic time, that's as important as ever. Uh, and so we get pretty in depth in building funding, inviting community partners, helping uh, get more folks on board to help launch the fitness court. And then it doesn't really stop there. Once we get it funded, uh, that's when the fun stuff starts. So we've got a whole team that actually supports the installation, supports the promotion. And what we think is actually the most important once it's open, what's happening out there. So there's a digital system and a, and a free mobile app that activates it. Uh, there's a variety of resources and tools to bring the community out there. I know you guys in McKinney have gotten a chance to do a few things with the ambassador program, which is cool. Uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you my fun story on the ambassador program. Uh, nice. They're like, we're going to choose all, hey, who's interested in being fitness ambassadors? And so I'll just shout out some of our people in McKinney. They chose our, you know, our fittest people. Uh, we'll skip past Will this time, uh, maybe in the future. So I'm going to come back with a vengeance. I'm going to be a fitness ambassador for you, Trent. And people are going to regret that they didn't make Will a fitness ambassador. <laughs> nice. But it is a really cool program. I think it's been awesome because it's like we we just opened the Bonnie Wink Fitness Park over here. Um, shout out to Michael Derry and that team from McKinney. And then we got people involved in the recreation side on being fitness ambassadors, right? And then now they're getting questions like, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? And so it, it started off as a park, park project, right? And then it kind of expanded yep. to recreation from there. And it's just, it's so exciting to see how we can all really be a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been great to work with you guys. I think it's been a, a great uh, foundational partnership. I know it's probably about five folks in the, the DFW metro area that have sort of led the way. And uh, it's been cool to have you guys be one of them. Okay, so your best advice, get started. And uh, I really love that you're, you're very involved from the start to the finish. I think there's a lot of, uh, I guess, mutual work that's happening. So I'm glad uh, because when I thought when it, when uh, when Michael and Lord first told me about this grant, I was like, I've never done it before, and I don't know that I'm ready to lead a like to apply for a grant all on my own yeah. without any uh, instruction or facilitation. So I'm really glad that our our members and traps are going to get to hear this because I think that's very important. Where you're not alone. So um, right. I, my last question is: Is there anything that separates a good grant application from a great grant application. Another great question. You guys, you guys must have done this before. Um, so well, we're like six are, episodes uh, in now, so we're kind of <laughs> professionals. Okay, Trent. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. So there, there's a couple things. Um, you know, specifically, I think one of the key areas is uh, thorough consensus, and um, that's the first section. And one of the things that we find is um, the communities that have had gotten a chance to share the video and, and get initial buy-in from uh, a variety of leaders and stakeholders in the community um, tend to be the most successful partners in even building the funding and getting this thing to actually launch. Um, and, you know, that comes happens for a variety of reasons. Uh, but the folks who have the most thorough uh, sort of adoption and initial discussion on there and submit that tend to be the most successful. I think the second really big one is the site location. Um, and, you know, the site location is different for every city. Not every city has uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, right? But every city's got uh, or community or school has a recognizable, uh, active public space where you got the chance to, to make a statement and say, hey, we really think that health and wellness matters. We think it's important. And um, those are the kind of sites that we find be really successful with the campaign. So the good applications have, of course, great qualifications submitted and great need identified for the community, but 
the site location may be, you know, just 70%, 80% there. The great ones say, hey, we've got a couple sites and, and we think that this, you know, iconic location with heavy visibility um, is where we want to put this thing. And, and that usually gets the committee pretty fired up because really it translates into more impact. And at the end of the day, we're after the most amount of people benefiting from these. And that's why the funding is being developed and, and we're trying to award it in those places. So I think it's kind of those two things, um, Jordan. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we do really enjoy hearing about all about the National Fitness Campaign, um, but we also really want to hear more about you, Trent. So we had a, a fun conversation yesterday where we were talking about what would your walk-up song be? Like if you were a professional baseball player or just like to get you hyped in the morning. So on the spot, we're asking you right now, what is your, what is Trent Mathias's walk-up song? Oh man, I, I like that one. Um, I'm going to have to go probably with um, an electronic music song. I've been getting into that lately. I don't know if I would have answered this this way uh, probably five or 10 years ago. Uh, but there's a song, it's it's called Hey Now, it's by London Grammar, and um, there's a remix, and I think, I should know the name of my walk-up song, right, but I think the uh, remix is, is something like Artie is the remix, and if anybody's interested in or likes uh, electronic music or uh, any sort of dance music, I, I'd really recommend checking it out, it's super interesting, and it's sort of built, so uh, nice. that would probably be it. Nice. Love it. I'm going to have to listen to that after this and get myself hyped up. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Well, uh, Trent, uh, one of the last things we like to do is leave our guests with the last word for our listeners. So what, what would be something that you would want every member of traps to know and understand from the NFC's point of view? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I would say that, um, what I'd leave you guys with is, is really just a challenge to, um, to think about this, this uh, notion of healthy infrastructure. You know, whether it's investing in a pedestrian trail or more hydration throughout the community, um, we're really less interested in, in um, building fitness courts and more interested in, in moving the dial forward on how we think about our public spaces and parks. Um, so pretty much everyone listening here has the ability to impact and change um, their community through the projects, the dialogue you're going to have with city leaders uh, or school leaders, of course, and your ability to move investment towards parks, trails, uh, infrastructure. This is, of course, not news to anyone, but I think that if you kind of put this health lens on it, um, now's in, as important as ever, as we talked about a little bit before, um, to be thinking about this with the impact of the pandemic. And um, the next couple decades, if you look at some literature and, and start to see some of the things being published, there's this really unique shift um, to outdoor infrastructure and outdoor activity. So I would just kind of leave everyone with the challenge to think creatively about um, the ways that we could start to reshape public spaces to support health. Um, you know, if we can be helpful with that, we'd love to. I think we're going to be around for a while, especially in Texas, supporting communities. Um, but Regardless, I think everybody's got a pretty cool opportunity here over the next decade to do something cool. Very cool. Thank you, Trent. Thank you for being on with us. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Really appreciate it.